Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are we all doing in the room? I'm used to y'all singing at me, so you're going to have to give me a little bit this morning. How are we doing in the room? Yes, welcome to everybody here, everybody who's joining us in the chapel. Shout out to the Minnetonka campus. We are so glad that you are joining us today. We at Calvary are so excited just to be worshiping alongside each and every one of you. My name is Josh Hobie. I am the executive director of creative arts here at Calvary. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be at Calvary, to be a part of what God is doing through the mission of Calvary and to watch our leaders week after week make an impact beyond themselves. So thank you for allowing me to be part of it. We are in a series right now called Bucket List, which I absolutely love. And I, when I think of a bucket list, I always think of uh, the things that I want to do maybe before I kick the bucket or before I move on. Um, I feel like there's three categories for this. The first one is always something extreme, like I want to go skydiving. Any skydivers? Anybody been skydiving? No, one in the back. I love it. Um, there's always, like, I want to visit the Grand Canyon or the Eiffel Tower. And then there's the third one, I want to go to some exotic island where it's white sandy beaches and I'm pampered for the entire time. And that's all great. But what we tend to forget is that under everything that we want and desire, that God actually has a plan for us and a purpose for our lives before we move on. Caitlin talked about purpose last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, I would highly recommend you going back and taking a listen. She talked about the importance of resting in God's purpose for us. Now, today is Father's Day, so I don't want to gloss over that. Happy Father's Day. I am the proud father of three boys, uh, which is awesome. Wouldn't trade it for the world. And our bucket list theme today is so fitting. It is this, leaving a lasting legacy. Oh, there they are. Look at that. Alex, is this not going to work? Should I move it? I'll move it. Leaving a lasting legacy, which is very fitting for Father's Day. Now, please understand something. Today we are going to unpack a ton, but we are going to lean towards a father legacy and father influence because that's what I know and that's what makes sense to me. However, nothing that we're talking about today can't easily translate to a mother or a grandparent, or a step-parent, an aunt, or uncle, cousin, sibling, mentor, whatever. But because of my experience, we're going to lean towards father language today. Sound good? All right. Um, Now, I am fully aware that as a father, I have a major influence on my kids, sometimes for better or worse. I think a lot of times they get the best and the worst parts about us. Um, However, something that I'm super thankful for and a legacy that was built for me by my father uh, was his willingness to always go out of his way to help people. My dad was a carpenter, and I remember all the time as a kid, we would go to random people's houses to fix toilets or build decks or remodel kitchens, whatever it was, and we did it because my dad knew how to, and he was willing to help. And now that I am a father... I have the opportunity to influence my kids in a lot of the same ways, but because of my personality and need to put a motto or a brand on everything, we have a catchphrase in our family call, and we say that, Hobies help people. Hobies help people. And we live this out as a family in a number of different ways. Uh, One of the ways is a couple years ago, we needed a new car, and my wife was like, Josh, you should probably get a truck for uh, when you're helping people move or for hauling lumber or pulling trailers or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Probably a big one with big tires and, you know, fur so we can help people, right? (laughs) 
When we're home uh, and our kids are home, we constantly have other people's kids at our house, which we absolutely love. Whether we're giving another family a break, uh, which is well needed, or somebody has something going on, we always love having other people's kids at our house. Sometimes the kids' school will call me because they need a video made or a graphic or something set up. We say all the time in our house that if we can do it, we will do it. Now, sometimes we can't, and I don't want to gloss over or belittle that sometimes we can't always help. But we say if we can, we do. And we try our best not to expect anything in return. We don't help because we want something from somebody. We help because of what we can do for somebody. And you never know the lasting impact that you're going to have when you help somebody. You never know what has been a point of tension in their lives or a thorn in their side that has been removed by something that may have seemed really easy for you. Now, what I hope you hear and take away from this message today is this. Your influence will leave a lasting legacy on the impact you leave behind. Your influence today will make a lasting impact on the legacy that you leave behind. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to influence all those around us. God, we just ask that you be with us as we uh, accept that burden of influence and that we make sure that everything that we do is pointing people towards your glory and your goodness. Amen. Well, if you have a Bible today, I'd like you to open up to the Gospel of John. If you have a phone, a version Bible app, it's really easy to get there. If you have an analog Bible, uh, the new, John is the fourth Gospel in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Easiest way to get to the New Testament, if you don't know, is if you open your Bible halfway, you're probably going to be in Psalm. And if you open up the back half, you're probably going to be in Matthew, which is the first book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John chapter 20, starting at verse 4. You can leave that open. We're going to circle back to that all morning long. Now, one of the benefits for me is that I only get to have to preach once or twice a year, which means that I have the opportunity to think about what I'm going to talk about for a little bit longer than some of the other people. And as I've been thinking and praying about this idea of legacy, I was scrolling through social media and I saw this quote. It said, in 20 years, the only people that will remember you worked late is your family. Yeah, that hurts a little bit. I heard it. Yeah, in 20 years, the only people that will remember you worked late is your family. And as I have been talking to families around Calvary in the last month and uh, in the community and in my circles, every conversation's team seems to be naturally leaning towards this theme of it's important to just show up. I don't know how many times I've said it or somebody said it to me like, well, at least you just showed up. You know, you maybe came late to your kid's baseball game or you were dirty or whatever it was, but at least you showed up. That's what matters. A team member here at Calvary and I were talking about our right as fathers to embarrass our children, which is a God-given right. I'm fully, I fully believe that. But on the deeper side of that, our kids will remember that even though we embarrassed them, we did it in person. That's what matters. Um, as a weekend team, uh, which is the primary area that I am lucky enough to have influence over, uh, we have a value of family first, and we get to live this out and celebrate and cover for each other when important things come up. Uh, there was a leader once um, that was talking about how they run their teams, and they said this. They said, if I find out that you missed your kid's baseball game for a meeting that it could have been missed, moved, or postponed, I'll just ask for your resignation so you never have to miss another one. That's harsh. 
That's so harsh, but it's so true. And what I like about this quote and how we interact as a weekend team is that when we value showing up for our families and for those in our circles around us, when we value showing up, it gives an opportunity for somebody else to step up. When I have a value that I'm not gonna miss my kid's hockey game, and that means that I have to miss a worship rehearsal, it gives another person an opportunity to step up and to show up in a different way. It is so important to just show up. And we know this is important because Jesus modeled it. Jesus modeled the importance of showing up, which brings us to our verse today, John chapter 20, starting at verse four. Context of what's going on here. Jesus has resurrected. He has already appeared to a number of disciples, um, except one, Thomas, which is what we're going to pick up here. At verse 24, it says this. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas, was not with them, with the others when Jesus came. They told him, we have seen the Lord. But he replied, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands, put my fingers into them, and place my hand in the wound in his side. Eight days later, I love that Jesus made him wait eight days, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace be with you, he said. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord, my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up. And what's not, uh, what's important not to gloss over here is that Jesus shows up for, uh, for the right people in the right ways. Jesus shows up in the right ways for the right people. We are all different. I don't think that's news to anybody. We all need people to show up for us in different ways. Some of us need more proof than others. Some of us need to see, to believe, and hear me say that that's okay. Some of us aren't ready to believe without seeing, to trust without knowing, but scripture reveals over and over again is that God continues to show up And what I love about this passage is that Jesus showed up for Thomas in the exact way that Thomas needed him to. Now, because of this passage, Thomas is forever known as Doubting Thomas. And we often give Thomas a hard time. However, if I'm honest, if we're honest, I'm not sure that I would have reacted any differently. If my group of friends would have said, hey, Josh, we have seen the Lord and you missed it. I'm not not convinced I would believe him. I would like to think that I would, but I'm not sure that I would. But what's so great is that Jesus didn't kick Thomas out for doubting or disqualify him for doubting. But instead, in grace and love, he showed up and continued to have a personal relationship with Thomas. I absolutely love that. I don't know if you've ever thought in your life, like maybe God hasn't been showing up or a person hasn't been showing up or you have doubt like Thomas, and then you rewind everything that's happened and you actually see God's fingerprints or those people's fingerprints over everything in your life. It reminds me of something that I do subconsciously to my youngest son, Bear, which I didn't realize that I do um, until somebody told me. 
Bear, my youngest, is four years old going on 30, right? If you've ever met Bear, you know exactly what that means. Bear is the stereotypical youngest child. Bear is going to do what Bear is going to do. Um, so perfect example is today after church, I know this is going to happen. I'm going to say, Bear, let's go to the car. Bear is going to go to the park or to the donuts or wherever Bear is going to go. And I guess what I do is I subconsciously I just kind of grab his head and I just like turn him and then he goes this way, uh, which I never realized that I did it. But when you look back sometimes at your life and you realize like, hey, I was headed that direction and now I'm facing this way, you can kind of see God's fingerprints over everything that you're doing, kind of helping guide you wherever you need to go. And that's what I love about scripture is that we can look back all the way to creation and see God showing up. An example of this is in the book of Exodus, God shows up to Moses as the burning bush. He says, do not be afraid. Moses is probably like, too late, the bush is on fire. But he shows up for Moses, and he called Moses to go and set the Israelites free. And then through Moses and through the plagues, the Israelites got to experience God in a tangible way, which led to their freedom from slavery. Later on, God shows up to Joshua through the commander of the Lord's army, and he equips Joshua on how to lead his people in the battle against Jericho. And through Joshua and through their obedience to the Lord, the Israelites saw God when the walls of Jericho came crumbling down. Later on after that, uh, God was working on working with Daniel on the heart of the king, which eventually got him thrown into the lion's den. And God showed up for Daniel by sending an angel to shut the mouths of the lion. And because of all that work that God and Daniel were doing on the heart of the king, when the king went to check on Daniel after a day and found that Daniel was unhurt, he, had, he knew that God was real. And he saw God and experienced God when Daniel was unhurt. And later on after that, God shows up after hundreds of years of being silent. He shows up as a baby in the most tangible way possible. God himself shows up fully God and fully man in order that we can experience the love of the Father through Jesus and through his death and resurrection on the cross. God leaves a lasting legacy on his children by continuing to show up in a real and tangible way. Now, it's hard to leave a lasting legacy without physically being present in those people's lives, in the lives of the people's closest to us. I think if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that a relational conversation over Zoom is very different than a relational conversation in person. And what I want to make sure that everybody hears today is that everybody in the room, everybody watching in the venues, everybody watching online, is that everybody has an opportunity to show up in some way for someone. Everybody here today has an opportunity to show up in some way for someone. And we believe this so much at Calvary that one of our next-gen values is that we believe that your child should have five adults on their team. And what that means is that outside of the family, we believe that every student should have five adults that are investing and influencing in the lives of our students here. You can have a significant impact and leave a legacy for any relationship that you put in the time and you meet the need for. 
Now, I grew up here at Calvary, which is pretty cool. Um, maybe some of you knew that, some of you don't, but now everybody knows, I guess. Um, but I grew up here pretty much my entire childhood. I went through Calvary Kids. I went through the confirmation program. I did mission trips. I did camps. Um, I did all of that stuff. Um, but I'll never forget the first time that I remember being invested in by somebody who wasn't my family, like wasn't my parents. Um, I was in high school. Um, I had just learned how to play guitar, probably, if we're honest, to, to get girls. Uh, but I remember all of my friends learning how to play guitar and leading around the campfires at camp and on mission trips. And I was like, that looks awesome. I want to be a part of that. I want to do that. So I learned how to play guitar, um, which led to my youth director in high school calling me up and saying, hey, Josh, do you want to go out and have a burrito? I have something that I wanted to talk to you about. So very normal thing. However, that conversation and someone showing up and recognizing for me that I had potential beyond what I was currently doing was life-changing. Something very normal of a youth director asking a kid out to have a burrito and say, hey, do you want to be part of the youth band? was a life-changing moment for that. And because of that burrito and that conversation, I joined the youth band, which, uh, which led to my senior year of high school actually leading the band and planning all the music and the musicians and working with the youth department, which led to me leading worship in campus ministry in college, which led to relationships, which led to my first full-time ministry job in St. Cloud, which eventually led me back here, where now I am lucky enough to have influence over so much here at Calvary. You never know how life-changing a burrito can be, is the reality. Because of that burrito and because of that conversation, I would not be standing in front of you today. I'm fully convinced that I would not be here today if somebody hadn't taken the time out and showed up for me in a tangible way. Because we never know that your influence today will make a lasting impact on the legacy that you leave behind. Your influence today will make a life-changing and lasting impact on the legacy that you leave behind. Because somebody showed up for me and influenced me, it made a lasting and world-changing impact on the rest of my life. As a father, I have the chance to make a life-changing impact on my boys by showing up. As humans, we have a chance to make a lifelong impact on those around us. And as the church, as the body of Christ, we have the opportunity to make an eternal impact on the entire world. Jesus showed up for Thomas and the disciples. Jesus showed up for his friends in the way that he knew they needed after the resurrection. And I absolutely love that. But I think what I struggle with, and maybe what some people here or watching online also struggle with, is this question. But how is God showing up for me? How is God showing up for me? And I think it's as simple as this. John 3.16 says this. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God shows up in the biggest way possible. God lived out his love for each and everyone here today and everyone not here today by sending his one and only son to die a horrific death 
so that we can be forgiven of our sins and that we can have the opportunity to live. Absolutely incredible. And because of what God has done, because of what has been accomplished, because what is already finished through Jesus, we have the opportunity to live out this legacy of loving the world and loving our communities and loving our circles so much that we are willing to sacrifice something in order to make a lasting impact for someone else. We have the chance because of what God has already done for us through the cross to spread the good news of the gospel in everything that we do. How we live our lives and how we provide somebody with a chance to experience his goodness for the first time. Building a deck with my dad growing up was so much more than just building a deck. It was a legacy and a lasting foundation of faith that allowed us to live out what Jesus has already done in our lives for somebody else. When we show up for somebody else, it allows us to build and to live out that lasting legacy for what God has already accomplished. So my question for myself this week and for everybody online and everybody in the room is this. Who are you showing up for? Who are you showing up for this week, this month, this year? Who or what are you influencing today that will make a lasting impact on the legacy that you leave behind? Who are you leaving a lasting legacy on right now? What seeds are being planted for a tree that you will never get to feel the shade of? What seeds are being planted for a a fruit tree that you will never be able to taste the fruit? How are you and I loving those around us each and every day that makes the world a little bit better and provides somebody else with an opportunity to experience the love of Jesus in a new way? God's legacy is that he loved you and I so much that he showed up for us through Jesus. And through us, through the church, God continues to show up for everyone else. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask for boldness as we wrestle around with who we have been showing up for or maybe who we haven't been showing up for. God, we ask that you give us the strength and the courage to live out the legacy that you have shared with us. And we thank you for the tangible ways that we see and experience you every day. God, be with us in the the coming weeks, in the coming months, in the coming years, as we do our best to live out that lasting legacy that you have given us. In Jesus' name.